I need those coffee edits on the Christopher Tolkien profile. Is this Shannara Travelog fact check? Lose two picks from the gelatinous cube photo essay. Let's move, people. We go to press in 20 minutes. Um, sir? I don't care which two picks. Whichever one makes the cube look least gelatinous. Sir? What? I am extremely busy. Yes, I know. Well, I, I've just got some bad news, sir. You know the latest installment of the Gahad the Alligator serial? Of course. It's our most popular feature here at the Ozark Sci-Fi Association Journal. Yeah, well, the author has decided to... Well, he's accepted a better offer. <laughs> he, he sold the rights to the Tuscaloosa Fantasy Review. <sighs> our most bitter rival. Damn him! We've already got a cover all drawn up with Gahod the Alligator on it. Well, can we just draw a new cover illustration, sir? That illustration costs $12,000. Well, sir, we now have a hole in pages 27 through 49 of the issue. Uh, Well, can we fill it with erotic illustrations of Gurgi from the Black Cauldron? I'm afraid that we only have about 18 pages worth of sexy Gurgi illustrations, sir. Damn it! This is going to ruin us! Well, uh, hear me out. There is one thing we could try. I'm all ears. This story arrived in the mail today. It's a first-time author, a teenager, actually, and you know, it just happens to be 22 pages long. <laughs> What's it about? I'm not sure, but it, it did win the J.T. Rikosh Award for excellence. Great! Slug it in! Well, should I proofread it in the slightest, sir? What? There's no time! Yes, sir. And I assume we should not run the now completely irrelevant Eek Dog illustration? Illustration costs $18,000! Got it. Uh, Eek Dog stays. Okay. Uh, You're sure this is the right move, sir? (laughs) The right move. My boy, you may just have saved the Ozark Sci-Fi Association Journal! You really think so? (laughs) Of course! I mean, sure, it... Could turn out that we just published the literal worst story ever written, but but what are the odds? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, welcome everyone. This is 372 pages. We'll never get back. I am Michael J. Nelson, and as always, you are... Connor Lestoka. I was just listening to that music, and I was like, oh, you know what would make my day is if uh, at some point in time a uh, a bride walked down the aisle to that music Yeah. at her wedding. You know, that would just, you know, the tear falls from her father's eyes. He hugs her and shakes the hand of the husband-to-be as they sort of... Uh, arpeggios crescendo at the end there. I'm picturing you as the grandfather, <laughs> cane in hand, wiping tears from your eyes with a linen handkerchief as your granddaughter does this. I think that's what you're imagining, right? Yeah, yeah. It would. It's, <laughs> if no one, if no one does it in the next year or so, that'll have to be the long con. Hey, this is the uh, podcast where we read books that we will probably dislike. Although, in the case of the one as you just heard, Connor. That was an interesting piece of history about how that came to be in the, what is it, the Ozarks? uh... Yeah, the Ozark Sci-Fi Association Journal. I guess they were just in the habit of 
you know, it was the the time of Watergate, so they the editor, I guess, was keeping uh, uh, meticulous um, recordings for the historical purposes of you know maintaining the uh, the journal's records. And uh, yeah, you got to sort of see how the sausage was made there. Fascinating. Yeah, and, um, and interesting that we were able to get a hold of that. We have man, we have clout. We are able to get things that no one else can come up with. Yeah, we do. We have these these unique things, and we we use them for the best possible ways. You know, we're not <laughs> we're not we're not trying to unearth the uh, the lost classics. You know, that lost Harper Lee classic that probably earned her family twenty million dollars. We're not we're not diving into that. We're right, just... right. We won't. We won't. If in fact it's been offered to us many times, like a lost Mozart symphony, and we're like, eh, I don't know. It's not really our people. It's not our crowd. <laughs> How about a recording of a uh, anonymous editor and his uh, his his young scribe who's trying to save their sci-fi journal? But yeah, I'm I'm nostalgic. I already miss the uh, the uh, Eye of Argon, even though I I had never read it before two months ago, two weeks two weeks ago. But uh, it was like the uh, I remember in 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 high school one time I, I traded my Super Nintendo for a regular Nintendo and like forty different games and the experience of playing those games in like. The summer between ninth and tenth grade, there was this profound nostalgia. Even though I had had these games like four years ago, it was just <laughs> yep. it was reminding me of my my earlier childhood in that still moment of my childhood. Yeah, but that's how I feel about I have Argon. It's it's yesteryear, but I still I, I already miss it. Well, you click those ruby slippers together and you can always go back to Eye of Argon. You it was in your heart all along, right. uh, and, and it is a book that. Uh, when my wife, I would read her sentences from Eye of Argon, she would, uh, she would laugh and, and appreciate them. When I would read her sentences from, from Ready Player One, she would go, get away from me. Why are you bothering me? I was having a nice evening. So yeah, right. it is quite a difference. Right, you did. It's more. It was tinged with, with optimism and uh, and and hope. I feel like, whereas the other ones, you could just immediately imagine the guy, like you know, e- eating Cheetos and sweating at his keyboard, type of thing. So, I think that's <laughs> but, the, the the main difference. But but speaking of nostalgia and hope and looking to the future and of of Mozart and Harper Lee, I mean, <laughs> this is about on that level. I think when we we are announcing our next project, and I couldn't be more excited. How about you? Oh, I'm very excited. We sort of it's a long process of trying to figure out what would work here because because the, the the whole hook is that we we don't know what these books are going to be like. So, you sort of go in and hoping it's going to pay off and when you suggested this one, I was like, well, that's, you know, not something I had considered, but it seemed like a no-brainer to me. I'm very excited. And I guess I kind of, you know, we let's tease it out a little bit longer, but wh- how did you decide that this was something you thought would work well? Because it obviously is going to be something that's going to work. Yeah, it has been in my consciousness for many years. The author is uh, probably one of the most famous people uh, <laughs> in America. I mean, you know, you know he's on a, a, you know, a fairly short list of pretty yeah, famous like, people. That's like, uh, there's a line in the Royal Tenenbaums where he's like, as soon as Royal said it, he realized it was true. <laughs> that was something that you just said. I'm like, is that? Yep, that's definitely true. What yeah. I just said, oh my God. Yeah, and he's a, this is a man who, who wrote this, and he... Um, He's a, a he's got a regular name, but he he is often known by simply one name, kind of in the yeah. the share, the sting, the you know the um, the king of pop, Michael Jackson, uh, 
I guess, did he have a single name? Or did yeah, no, no one ever. <laughs> I'm going to see Jackson tonight. <laughs> what? All right, have, my, let's have this guy committed. Like <laughs> my analogy went off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, but you get the point. He's that would be so, a true mark of a psychotic person. <laughs> but he's so famous that you can call him by his last name. And the, I, I came to know this novel uh, when I was at Mystery Science Theater, and I think it was in the writing room, maybe a copy of it, an old tattered copy. And huh. I don't know if it came out at that point or had been out for a couple of years, but it it came to our attention. And so Mystery Science is peppered with uh, with jokes about References this book, yes. So you and, just kept it around and people would just like, you know, you'd be sitting around trying to think for inspiration and someone would just pick it up. Yep, crack open. Flip to a random page and, and entertain people. Yes, and I believe that it was a short-lived series as well around that same time. So maybe that's why it came to huh. our attention. Yeah, I don't remember the timeline of it, and I, when, I haven't done a ton of research into it now, but I remember this being a, a book that was always around at like the uh, at like the school library, and it was always in those like uh, scholastic book fair uh, supplements they would hand out where for whatever reason, this is some little scam they run where they send you home with these things and you, you go home and you're like, mom, I need books reading. You, you, you want me to read, right? And then you buy the uh, Calvin and Hobbes books and um, scary stories to tell in the dark. But this was always sort of on those lists. And I, I never, I never read it. I never knew anyone who read it, but they were, they were really uh, shoving it down your throats. They, they, they were trying to get kids to read this book. Yeah. I mean, who knows if that's a, uh, if this is true, but I, I, I be, I was aware of it, you know, and I, and I, this, the author was not someone I grew up uh, knowing or liking or having anything I wanted to do with, but somehow this still per, um, penetrated my, my sphere. Well, uh, let's. We can delay it no longer. Although, no, we probably could delay it a little longer. It is part of a series. Um, yeah, I think the series, uh, it, to the best of my knowledge, it could still be going on. I don't really know. Right. Um, it could be, uh, you know, just one of those things. It's also is bigger in another country, or they have, you know, it, it might be like a, an original series that's currently airing on, like, uh, you know, some weird tier of Hulu. Yeah. Uh, all right. No more delays. <laughs> People are like gripping their MP3 player in disgust. Like, Will you just please. <laughs> We've never been good at the cliffhangers, but we're really dragging it out here. Uh, <laughs> this this book is by the great William Shatner, Canadian mm-hmm. actor. Uh, it is Tech Wars. Tech yes. War or Tech Wars? <laughs> tech War, like the, uh, the Tech War, a, singular war. Yeah, and two words. So it's a tech war. It's not. Uh, it's not T E K. There's a space in between them. Yeah, tech tech war. It would be nice. He, I guess, it was before the time where that would have been one word with a capital W. Right. You know. But uh, anyway, yeah, I'm excited. How How about you? I mean, you've already yeah. said you don't know much about it, other than you avoided it. No, I avoided it, and you know, I've never had anyone who's you know sort of like cornered me at a party and like asked if I've ever read it, and then I say no, and then they still explain to you uh, the whole plot of it, even though you've expressed no interest in it whatsoever. That's never happened. You've but never seen it be- on a list of uh, when celebrities go, "What are you currently reading? You know, what are you eating? What are you doing?" And they, it's never <laughs> no. like, "Oh, I'm currently reading this fascinating book <laughs> called right. Tech War." Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop newsletter is uh, really endorsing it as a way to do it. No one's ever written into the front page of Parade magazine being like, I heard the tech war was going to be made into a movie. What's the status of that? (laughs) Right. Uh, I did see when we were investigating, I did look at the reviews, I think, on Amazon. And it's not highly rated. And 
the some of the reviews are trying to the jokey headline reviews. Oh boy. <laughs> but they were pretty good. I don't have them in front of me, but anyway, that was one of the reasons. Like, okay, so people are receiving this in the same way that I did when it came out, that I thought it was a, a joke. And the and at the time, the authorship was much joked about. And uh why don't you explain that? Well, yeah, so it's you know, it's William Shatner's tech war, and I guess it was always, you know, for a while it was by William Shatner. But it turns out that it's, you know, of course, <laughs> ghostwritten. Uh, and now the identity of that ghostwriter is known. And I guess William Shatner maybe revealed that in one of his autobiographies, which was also ghostwritten. But uh, the guy's name is Ron Goulart. So, and he's sort of, so wait, technically some other ghostwriter revealed the other ghostwriter. That right, that's true. <laughs> but he was Shatner just, you know, signed off on it. Yeah, he was just like leaning in the door of the bathroom as Shatner was showering and just sort of rambling on. And he <laughs> dropped the name of this ghostwriter and this guy put it in the autobiography. But yeah, he sort of like seems like he's a he's a lifer ghostwriter. He wrote like pulp novels. Um, he wrote uh, books about the comic strip comics. Yeah, comic strip character, the Phantom, like that sort of that sort of thing. He wrote a, a series of uh, detective novels that star uh, Groucho Marx. Yeah, I saw that in the in the Wikipedia. How does that work? How does it work, and why aren't we just doing that? <laughs> yeah, should we move to that next? <laughs> but yeah, so he seems like one of these guys who has you know made a career out of writing, but none of the books he's written on Wikipedia have their own Wikipedia pages. So he hasn't written anything that's uh, really really caught on. But I guess he's probably earned a decent chunk of change doing this. Um, well, but he, yes, you say he didn't write anything that you know made him a huge chunk of money. How about that? Uh... Uh, the parrot newspaper parody that he did. <laughs> yes, he evidently uh, got his start writing as a uh, uh, newspaper called the Czechs Press, which if you're wondering uh, what that is, that was uh, a newspaper, according to Wikipedia, a newspaper parody published on Ralston Purina cereal boxes. Wow. And I don't did know did if he also the... uh, sing in a band that when those uh, records that they stuck to the back of the box, do you remember that? Oh, yeah, the flexible <laughs> records. Yeah, you could cut them out. He also probably played in the Czechs uh, Beatles band or something. <laughs> right. Well, it's a it's an ironic thing because the uh, the Czechs uh, Czechs is sort of famous for in the 90s. They they gave you a CD-ROM in their boxes that had Czechs Quest, which was like a Czechs based version of Doom. Um, no and, way. What? Yeah. And <laughs> Why aren't we playing that right now? That's a good question, too. But that's sort of a, a, a weirdly beloved of, of if you're a certain age, um, Czechs Quest. But there's a probably came out around the same time. Tech War had a CD-ROM game that was uh, evidently a very bad Doom clone as well. So maybe we can uh, play through that at some point in time the next time we're together, um, play through that for people. So everything comes full circle. I'd like to think that Shatner might have been just sitting uh, morosely sort of reading the back of a box of checks one morning and uh, found a really good parody article that was like, uh, um, Miracle Cereal stays dry in milk. And he was like, this, this is the Ooh. guy I want to write my tech war book. He screamed at his uh, third assistant. The other two had already scurried out of the house for other things. Damn but, so it, yeah, get he, me this guy. He evidently wrote an outline, and that sort of is what shaped into there. And I remembered, like, very early on, it was I think it was the third Rift Tracks we ever did, it was Star Trek V, which is the one um, you know he directed. And I think, you know, there's a early on, there's a credit that's like, you know, story by William Shatner. And the line was just like, yeah, story in the sense that he said, we should make a new Star Trek movie and I want to direct it, uh, <laughs> right. which is like got to be just the sense of this. Like, how can I make some money? Oh, here's a here's a loose outline for some books, like make them happen and I'll put my name on it. 
to uh, make it relevant for the young people out there. This is a little bit like, remember those Jackie Gleason albums from the <laughs> 50s? Apparently had his name on it, like they were branded, uh, you know, Jackie Gleason party music. And he claimed to have written them all, which is, you know, everyone knew was patently false. It's just such a weird idea, like put my name on something that everyone knows I'm not doing. Yeah, Wow. But yeah, I guess it's, you know, it's its own little cottage industry because Goulart's been doing it for uh, a very long time. And so he has a Wikipedia page. Like I said, none of his books are famous enough to warrant their own page, but he has uh, has his own page. And it's uh, I think it's one of those wiki pages that sort of is just being maintained by like maybe one or two people that sort of hate each other and they're fixing each other's edits all the time. And one of them might be Ron Goulart. Um, right. But there are some there are some some gems on the on the wiki page. Uh, this was this was the very early on and was one of my favorites. It says Goulart's fiction is characterized by several themes, including humor, technology gone wrong (parentheses), usually through incompetence rather than malice. Okay, but uh, it, then there's one more theme, and so see if you can think of a a better way to rephrase this. Heroes with superhuman powers. Hmm, uh, yes. that's like. Uh... Uh, you kill in uh, Ready Player One. You killed my yes. my mom's sister. I can't think of another term. Maybe for that. maybe maybe powerful uh, heroes who are human but super. I don't know. No, there's yeah, no. There's no way to solve this. Just leave it heroes, as is. Stat. Super. I just write stat in there and just right. leave it as it is. And uh, he has also written novelizations for television programs such as Laverne and Shirley. Mm. So that was uh, that's probably something that you you find at a beach house. And just like, what? Like, well I, well, I guess I have to read this. It's the only book in the house. And then you just like make it through 10 pages because every time you pick it up, you're so depressed. Um, and then he's also written several romance novels under feminine pseudonyms, parentheses. They contain familiar Goulart themes and are hilarious. <laughs> so that's that patented Wikipedia objectivity we've all come to know and love. And so definitely edited by him. So if I am to go to a garage sale... And there's a guy leaning back in a uh, in a, a lawn chair, and he's drinking a soda, and he's barely paying attention to me as I <laughs> pick up a box filled with paperbacks, and it says ten cents, and I say five, and he's like, "Whatever," and he just holds yes. out his hand. It will probably be half Goulart, I'm assuming. Yeah. Oh yeah, the odds are very much. It's okay. like how many with that old math puzzle. Like you have this many socks. How many socks do you need to pull out to make sure you have a match? Like the answer will be like you can maybe get three books out of there before you get a Ron Goulart. Nice. And he's still alive. He's eighty-five years old, and uh, you know who he could be writing. You know he could be publishing the new uh, like Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, or uh, he could be taking over the reins of um, you know Sabrina the Teenage Witch novelizations. For all we know. Well, eighty-five. Shatner is he? Shatner's got to be eighty five, eighty six, somewhere around oh, there. Man. I yeah, assume I, they're hanging out, <laughs> uh, right? Yeah, I guess it could be one of those things where they 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 uh, strike up a friendship, or you know, do the uh, that movie where the guy interviewed David Foster Wallace and they be, ended up becoming friends, type of thing. So yeah. who knows? Goulart, yeah. Goulart, a novelization of my uh, commercials for Priceline. I'm on. <laughs> I've already got them. The manuscript is already typed up. Right. Good. All right. There's your uh, one one hundredth of the paycheck, and uh, <laughs> you can get a nice goose at Christmas. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I think it's you know it's it's funny that that ghostwriting happened, but it's also hilarious to imagine you know since William Shatner is such a big personality and and one of the you know Mount Rushmore of of uh, cheap comedian impressions, 
um, that it's going to be really funny to imagine all this stuff being written in that uh, in that voice as well. Right. Yeah. I I think as I've told you, he's like what are the voices that are still alive? People who everyone does an impression of. I guess Walken. Mm-hmm. Maybe Patrick Stewart, maybe. Not, oh, he's, not, he's not as big, but people do impressions of Bill him. Bill Cosby was pretty big for a while and, you know, probably probably hasn't gone away just yet, but is not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, know, but Shatner. Beloved people. Yeah, but we'll be pulling out our Shatner impression, which I'm sure he'll love because I've heard him in, you know, saying about uh, Kevin Pollack or whatever, like, I don't sound like that. I don't understand. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Norm MacDonald's thing. Of, right. Uh, People coming up to him, I do an impression of you, crank horns. Exactly. (laughs) She loads it. So looking forward to maybe getting in his face. And maybe by the end of it, we'll have a Ron Goulart impression as well. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, I feel like Ron Goulart might be a might be a bit of a character. We might have to get him on the line. Uh, yeah. Well, we have a lot of access, as we've already explained (laughs) to you. So (laughs) Goulart may he may uh, be on the actual pod. It could happen. Um, but yeah, so we are, are uh, waiting on these books um, to arrive in the mail. The uh, Tech War seems like one of those books that you, uh, like you said, it's a, it's five cents on Amazon. But if you want to buy it new, it's like a $30 book. So we've got uh, used copies coming. Uh, we will post what the assignment is going to be like, because this is an actual, you know, 70,000 word book. So we're going to do this into many, many episodes. Uh, but we'll let you know on Twitter and Facebook what you should be reading to um, as soon as we know what we're going to be reading to. And I really hope that it's one of those paperbacks where people have underlined sentences and written marginalia that make you go, why did you underline this? I love getting books like that. And you see somebody wrote their name in the front of it and then they're underlining things that puzzle you as you go by them. Like, yes, you stopped for this. What, What is this? That's all. That's only. I would only think it would be better if it was uh, a, a gifted copy with a heartfelt inscription in it of Tech War, like you know, happy anniversary, honey. Type right. of that, that would make me happy. There, but yeah, so uh, my, my my strategy, I will not lie, was uh, go on Amazon, used the cheapest one. Well, of course. Order. So yeah. that might be why they have not arrived yet. They might yeah. be coming from China. There's a, uh, a Peter DeVries book. He's an author from the from the 80s. Well, he wrote for years. But he uh, he wrote a book about an author who, uh, but all of his books were returned to the bookstores. So the book is about him tracking down the people who returned them to get them to explain why they... Oh my. <laughs> it's a comic novel about this oh, okay. pathetic <laughs> dude. But that's... The, and it's very funny. But that's what I picture Goulart. If he hears about us doing a thing about it, he'll drive to the studio where we're recording and ask us what... <laughs> I, I mean, I hope. I hope. Oh yeah, yeah, that would, be, that would make me delighted. Who knows? I mean, that's a it's an interesting career, no doubt. Like, because it's probably something that he was bound to not discuss. Um, yeah, and Shatner of- just let it out of the bag. Apparently, I mean, I think those NDAs are tightly, tightly drawn, so that you you are not to speak of having ever written a book for for any famous person. At least in oh. my, ex- I know people who've done it, and yeah, you can't you can't whisper a word. It's like Omeritra, man. It's it's the mafia. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, I think it'll be a, a great choice. And I think if anyone who's listening uh, has initial impressions about Tech War they want to share, please uh, do share them with us um, because uh, I, I'm sure that a lot of people out there probably have read it and probably regret that. Um, and maybe there's, you know, they, there's people who have read the whole series and can can share some stuff uh, that, that happens later on in the series. But um, that would be that would be great. If you have any thoughts, please let us know. And please, if 
you know, if we're doing the wrong tech wars, like if tech war six or tech war 33, the (laughs) spinoff series is much better. Please let Connor know and send everything to Connor. Um, but yeah, well, uh, there's a, there's a movie, so we'll hopefully get to cover that if this goes well. And, uh, I, I think we're, uh, we've, we've said all we can about tech war. So, um, thanks for supporting us on Patreon, everybody, 372 pages, patreon.com slash 372 pages. Um, it makes this all possible and you get to hear announcements like this one earlier than everyone else and run out and get those cheap Amazon copies before everyone else does. So thanks again to those people. Yeah, that book is going to get the 372 pages bounce. And so it's, yeah, well, supp- yeah it might supply be, and demand people. It, it might be added to the, uh, now when you go to, I think, Eye of Argon's page, it says customers who bought this book also bought Armada. So that's, uh, <laughs> oh. there is a measurable effect happening. I just, I want that to show up on Armada's page to uh, to really bring it down to that level. Right. And the assignment, since we don't have the books, we'll, we'll, we'll be following, correct? Yes, yes. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll make it hard to miss. All right. Well, uh, so thanks again, all the Patreon, all the people who listen. This is a lot of fun. We're excited to dive into the works of Goulard, Goulart Shatner. What? How do we? I don't know. Yeah, I think a, a Goulart Shatner joint, a Golden Globus style. <laughs> right. All right. We'll uh, see you soon with Tech Wars here on 372 Pages. We'll never get back. 